I saw water pouring out from the temple. I was led through water that was ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, then a river over my head, water to swim in. Wherever the river flows, life will flourish, great schools of fish, because the river is turning the salt sea into fresh water. The sea will teem with fish of all kinds. The trees on both banks will bear fresh fruit because the river from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for healing. for that very warm welcome. It's great to be here with you today. Uh, a special welcome to those joining us in Leicester, uh, Cafe Church and online. I am so pleased to be here sharing with you as we look at part two of our vision message. Uh, last week and over the next few weeks, we're going to be delving into this passage in Ezekiel 47, looking at the river of God and what that means for us as a church community over this year. But I thought before I, I delve into the, the meat of the, the content, as it were, I thought we'd have a little bit of fun first, a little bit of participation. I hope you're up for that. If you're not, I'm sorry, we're going we're gonna to do it anyway. Uh, but what I thought I'd see is see how kind of culturally aware we are in here. If we've got a cultured group of people, and I'm not talking about theatre or opera or art galleries, uh, what I actually want to see is how well aware were we of the 2018 blockbuster releases of the year. That's true culture, movies at the cinema. So what's going to happen is there's going to be seven films coming up on the screen behind me, and uh, I want you to give me, a, give me a big wave, give me a shout wherever you're gathered if you went to see this film. And then also running through the seven is a theme, so if you can catch that as well, uh, there's a bonus point. There's no prizes at the end, but you can have a bonus point anyway. So let's see, who went to see Incredibles 2? Yay, family favorite, Incredibles 2. How about this next one? Avengers Infinity War. Any Marvel fans? Okay, maybe a few more. Uh, Ocean's 8. What about that? Muted, muted. Mamma Mia 2, long-awaited sequel. Okay, okay. We're starting to get there. How about this one? Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, okay. Slightly more edgy. Two more to go. Star Wars, a solo story. Okay, a few, and last one, Mary Poppins returns after many years of absence. She was greeted well, wasn't she? Now, I went to see six of these seven films, and uh, I was going to leave it and not tell you which one I didn't see, but then I know how, how our minds work, and I know that some of you would spend the whole of the rest of your time thinking, which one was it the Chris didn't see? So I thought I'd tell you, and, uh, and that was Bohemian Rhapsody is the one out of those seven that I didn't see, but... I wonder if you spotted the theme as well, running through those seven films. Yes, obviously you could say they all made millions of dollars, millions of pounds at the box office. Some of you might say the theme is, I didn't go and see any of them, and they're brilliant, <laughs> that's a good theme too. But what I noticed as I went to see these films and as I was thinking about them was they're all about community. They're all about community, incredibly different films, different genres, different audiences, cartoons, live action films, mixture. They're all about community in its different forms. Crews, teams, bands, families, tracking through all of this is this theme of community. We love to watch it and we love to be a part of being engaged in community. 
And you know, it doesn't just make for best-selling films, community. It actually makes for a best-selling church. <laughs> Dave, last week, shared about the four areas that we're going to be going deeper in. He talked about uh, knowing God, living in freedom, growing in community, making a difference. And it is that third one, growing in community, I want to focus in on in our time today. As we look at going deeper together, it's the together that I want to unpack for us. I suppose open up why it's important, and then also a couple of practical ways that, that we can go deeper together. Because, you know, it isn't just for movies, it's actually for life. Community isn't just something we watch, but something we're supposed to be a part of. And as we look at our vision, we see that it is community itself is the life source for everything else that we want to do. Right at the start of Ezekiel 47, chapter 1, we see this. The man brought me back to the entrance to the temple, and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple. When we look at this passage in Ezekiel 47, we see this picture of the river of God, the river that brings life, the river that brings healing, the river that brings fruitfulness, the river that represents the spirit of God and his work in the world around us. But notice in that verse, what do we see? The river finds its source in the temple. The river finds its source in the temple and flows out from there. The reason this series is called Going Deeper Together is because if we want to go deeper out there, in the world around us. We've actually got to start by going deeper in here, together as a community. And when Ezekiel was, was writing this around 600 BC, he, he obviously had in his mind a physical temple, a place where people would come to, to meet with God and meet with each other. But also there was something prophetic, as it were. He was seeing symbolically into the future for when something even more amazing than the temple would come. Paul picks up this theme when he writes to the church in Corinth hundreds of years later. And he speaks to the church and he's speaking to you and me here today. He says, don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple? No longer a physical temple, but now a spiritual temple made up of people. And also note this, he says you yourselves. There's a plurality to this. There's not an individuality, but he's saying you church together, every single member, as you gather together, you are the temple of God and the river of God flows from out of you. Godly community, community where we gather together in church, in life groups, in teams, is the source for this river of God. And as we look at the other areas that we're going to be going deeper in, we can can see kind of logically that community is the source. If we want to grow in knowing God, then actually we grow as we hear from each other, as we receive prayers from one another, as we hear the wisdom of what God is speaking through other people. If we want to grow in living in freedom, it's going to happen together. Again, others praying for us, receiving healing from community, realizing that actually you are needed and you are known in this place. And you know, if we're going to make a difference, then we have to go together. We were never designed to do this alone. And although we might feel like we're the only person in our workplaces or our home or our neighborhoods carrying the river of God, you need that community behind you, encouraging you, praying for you, gathering together, telling stories, equipping us for every single area of life. If we want to go deeper out there, we've got to go deeper in here. Community is the source for the river. Maybe a little analogy might help us in this. I wonder how many people here have ever been snorkeling. 
Anyone ever been snorkeling? Yeah, I've, I've dabbled in snorkeling in my time. I always get slightly worried because the, the snorkel just seems like a big straw that I'm going to suck up all the seawater with. But um, I've done it for now and again. And the thing about snorkeling is it's a great way to get in the water. It's a great way to enjoy it, to, to see what's going on. But, but note this, snorkeling is designed for the shallows. Snorkeling is designed for the showers. Every time I went snorkeling, it would be kind of by myself, close to shore, within my depth. And I want to propose that in 2019, as we look to go deeper together, we actually need to move metaphorically from snorkeling to scuba diving. From snorkeling to scuba diving. Now, scuba diving is not something I've ever done Personally, but I had a good friend, Greg, who's, who's done it a lot. We lived together for a couple of years. And so he shared with me all of his passions and, and all of the things about scuba diving. But one thing came through really, really strongly is that you cannot go scuba diving alone. You cannot go scuba diving alone. Scuba diving enables you to get out of the shallows into the deeper water, but it should never be done alone. And there's many reasons for this, for reasons of support. You know, if something goes wrong with your equipment or you start feeling faint or worst case scenario, a shark comes along, you need people around you to gather together and support you. It's done for direction as well. Greg tells me that when you actually get down deep under the water, sometimes it's quite hard to work out where you're going. It becomes dark and you need people around you to point you back in the right direction. And then ultimately, the reason you should never go scuba diving alone is because of fun. It is so much more exciting sharing the adventure, sharing the journey with other people. And I want to propose, as we move in 2019 from snorkeling to scuba diving, we are going to be equipped, we're going to be released, we're going to find so much more joy from community as we go deeper together. And so what my heart is for you today is that you would catch something again, both of the beauty of community, but also that God would give you just something practical, a simple next step to make your way, in a sense, deeper into community or to deepen the community that you already have in this church. So let me just pray, and then I'm going to delve into the, the practical side. Father God, I thank you so much that you are a God of community. You exist in community, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and you designed every single person for relationships, <laughs> for teams, for life groups, for church, and for a depth of community. And I pray, would you open our hearts to hear what you have to say? Give us the courage to step out into what you're calling us to today. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So two practical principles I'm going to share with you today. And the first one is this. Number one, be intentional. Be intentional. Sticking with the, the water theme, but a slightly different analogy is surfing. Surfing is something I have done quite a lot of. We'd go every year to North Wales, Abbasock, beautiful beach, beautiful place, and uh, spent quite a lot of time surfing. And again, like scuba diving, surfing should always be done with people. And so what I would often find is we'd go down into the water, and there'd be myself, my, my dad, and my sister, sometimes Annabelle when she was with us. And, and what I'd find is we'd start off together. We'd be here, we'd be in community, we'd be enjoying it together, we'd be looking out for one another. But five minutes later, something had happened. Five minutes later, I found that I had drifted away from the people I started with. The waves came in and I, I lost sight. The currents pulled me away. The wind blew me off course and suddenly I'd find myself 100 meters down the beach looking and going, how have I ended up here? <laughs> how have I ended up here? And so I'd get back on my board and I'd, I'd paddle my way back over to the people I was with and we'd be together again. And then five minutes later, this drift happened again. And I had to get on my board and be intentional to get back in. Because you know, within community, 
there is a drift away from it. Within life, there are cultural currents that can pull us away from community and into isolation. There can be spiritual currents that take you away from the people that God has designed you to be with into a place where you suddenly think, how have I ended up here? And often this comes about because we're busy. Life can get busy, can't it? There's stuff to do. There's kids to drop off at school. There's assignments to hand in. There's things to plan. There's kids to pick up from school. There's shopping to do. There's meals to prepare. The list goes on and on and on. And our minds can get so full of the things that we have to do that we drift away from the people that God has called us to do life with. The things become more important from the people, and we drift away. It's so easy to find ourselves, in a sense, a mile down the beach, away from community. But I believe what God wants to say to you today, the message I want to bring is that you don't have to stay there. If you want to get back in, sometimes it takes getting on the board, looking back into community, paddling, and taking those steps back into community. We need to be intentional. And I'm very aware that within this room, we're going to have people all over and all over watching this who are connected in some degree or another, some more, some less. And I want to say to you, what is it? What is your next step for going deeper in community? For some of you, this is your first time in church, maybe ever, maybe for a long time. Maybe your next intentional step is head along to one of our welcome lounges or welcome areas. Get connected and find out more about this community. We're so glad you're here and we want this to be a place you can belong. Or even before that, you might even be here and say, you know, I've never actually taken that first step of knowing this Jesus we've been singing about. That could be your intentional step towards community. Some of you have been here for ages maybe, but you haven't quite taken those steps to get stuck in, in life groups and teams. And I want to encourage you again, maybe your step today is to to sign up for a group, or if you're in a group, sign up for a team as well. You know, we're meant to do this life together. But also, again, I know you guys well, I know Kingsgate well, and know that we, we value community, we do it well, and many of you here will be coming along on a Sunday every week. You'll be in a life group, and you'll be in a team. And I want to say firstly, thank you. Thank you for what you bring to this community. Thank you for the way that you have chosen intentionality already. But I want to say to you today, you know what, why not go deeper even there? Because you know it's not about the number of connections we have, but it's about the depth of relationships that we build. It's about the love that we show. It's about the care that we show. How deep are our friendships? How deep are our relationships? Because, you know, it's all too easy, isn't it, to stay in the shallows with people, to maintain what I want to call B and W relationships, B and W. Brexit and weather. Brexit and weather, it's easy to stay on the surface. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Did you see the news? Yeah, I saw the news. Brexit again. What's the weather doing? It's snowing. No, it's not snowing. Who knows what's going to happen? And then we carry on with our day, and we've just stayed in the shallows. And I want to encourage us today, for some of us here, actually for all of us here, what's it going to look like to deepen the friendships and the relationships and the connections that we have? Because I know personally in my life, I need people who really know me. I need people who know my hopes, my fears, my dreams, my struggles, so that they can, in a sense, carry me through life. And it takes intentionality. It's not just going to happen. But wonderfully, what we see is in the words of Jesus, a great example for us. You know, sometimes we say, you know what, I want these friendships, but we don't actually take the steps towards them. But Jesus has something wonderful to say on this matter. He says this, here is a simple rule of thumb guide for behavior. Ask yourself what you want people to do for you, then grab the initiative and do it for them. Ask yourself, what do you want people to be for you? 
Who do you want people to be to you? And grab the initiative, be intentional, and do it for them. Some of you here today might be saying, you know what, I wish people would kind of open up with me. I wish they'd trust me with some of the things that are going on. Well, be intentional, take initiative, and start doing it for them. Maybe some of you are saying, you know, within my life group, I'd love us just to, you know, get a bit deeper below the surface, get real, get vulnerable. Can I encourage you, you be intentional, you take the initiative, be the change you want to see, and see what starts to happen. You know, the drift is evident. I can feel it. We can all feel it away. And it's going to take intention to keep us in community, to get us more stuck into community, and to deepen the relationships that we have with community. And I think one of the main reasons that we need intentionality to bind community together, to bind this church together, to build deep relationships is because we're all different. We're all different, aren't we? You know, if, you, if we look around uh, wherever you're gathered, you'll see there are people of different nationalities, different races, different ages, different demographics, but also internally we're all different. We have those different dreams and personality and character and life experience. And, and I know sometimes we can look around a community and go, just how, how is this going to work? We're so different. I'm not the same as you and you're not the same as them. So how can we gel? How can we glue? How can we build deep community together? And I want to say to you today that actually those differences, while it means that we have to be intentional, also are what bring community, beauty, and strength. Peter, who was one of Jesus' closest companions, said this to the church. He said, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house. You, like living stones, are being built into a house. This spiritual house, this church, is made up of living stones. And note what he says, stones not bricks. Stones, not bricks. If you imagine a picture of a brick wall, I wonder what you think of when you see that picture. I know what I think of. I think those bricks are all exactly the same. And you know, they fit together well. It's functional, it's structural, it does its job. But if I'm going to be honest, it's a bit boring. It's a little bit lifeless. It's lacking character and depth. And also, in and of itself, it's actually not strong. It's not structurally sound. It needs cement to hold it together. Without that cement, all these things the same. It's like a big game of Jenga just waiting to collapse in a massive disaster. But Peter says you are living stones, not bricks. Another picture, one of a, a dry stone wall. I'm from the Lake District originally, and we, I see these walls all over, lining fields and, and hedges. And when I see this wall different things start going off in my mind. The first thing that's obvious is the stones are all different. The stones are all different. You've got big stones, small stones, smooth stones, rough stones, stones of all shapes, sizes, colors, but they fit together in a wonderful harmony. It's so much more beautiful. There's so much more character. There's so much more life in this type of wall than the brick wall. And it's so much stronger because every stone connects in with another. Every stone has a place, and when they find it together, they hold without cement. This type of wall, dry stone walling, doesn't need cement. It holds, it has strength. In its diversity, there is unity. And you know what? I feel I want to say to you today that you are not just another brick in the wall, as Pink Floyd would say. You are not a brick. You are not designed to be like the person on your right, the person on your left. God made you individually. He made you uniquely. But that individuality was designed to be expressed in community. You know, within this wall, as living stones, you have a place. You have a part to play. There's beauty and there's strength in the diversity. But it takes intentionality. 
It takes us to find our place. It takes us to seek to understand the differences that are with us, not look down on people because of them. It means we have to start valuing, understanding different opinions rather than just forcing our own on other people. It means that we have to start really looking around and going, God, I thank you for the differences within this room. I thank you, God, that people aren't all like me. We haven't got hundreds and thousands of Chris Sharmans here because that would be the brick wall that would collapse in a heap. But we're all different and we all have a part to play. I just want to show you a short testimony of, in a sense, this playing itself out. This testimony is a, a student down in Cambridge called Fion. And uh, what I want you to see first is just the beauty of the community that we see expressed through Fion. But also note all of the intentional steps that it took to fight that current away and to take those steps into community. So let's watch this video together. When I left school, I had a real sense that God was calling me to Cambridge to go to university, but I was actually really unsure about what was in store for me there and why he was asking me to go. So when I arrived in Cambridge for Freshers' Week, I found it really difficult. Um, it seemed like everyone else was having so much fun, making friends, and I ended up in my room feeling really anxious. I actually started having panic attacks, which was something that I've never really experienced before, and it was really horrible, and I remember ringing my dad and wasn't sure if I was even going to make it through the term. I knew something needed to change. I was really excited to try out church on Friday night, so I went to a Kingsgate service, and I remember experiencing the presence of God and just being so encouraged in the time of worship that I had there and also met some amazing people who took me out for coffee at the weekend and were just so friendly and I remember cycling home that night actually feeling for the first time that week full of hope um, that I could actually have community here and start building a life in the city. So since then I have loved coming to Kingsgate. I really have made some incredible friends and I love coming to church every week to meet with God. Um, I've also started serving on team which has been an amazing experience. The rest of the team and the leaders here have just helped me to grow in my gifting and to discover my purpose for what God has for me here and beyond. Community is people who accept you exactly how you are, whether that's struggling in good times and bad times, who I can be really vulnerable and myself with, people who bring out the best in me, who support me, who love me, encourage me, and that is something that I've really found in Kingsgate. Come on, it's an amazing story, isn't it, of how community can work. But did you notice all of those intentional steps that it took for her to get in community? Firstly, she had to choose to go to church. Then it took other people to choose to invite her out for coffee and her to be intentional and say yes. And then taking those steps, joining a team, joining a group, letting down the kind of the I'm fine mask we often wear, building relationships. And I want to tell you, Fia is, is still down in Cambridge. She's actually leading one of our life groups there. She experienced community and now she is sharing it with other people around you. An amazing story. And you know what? I, I believe this can be everyone's story. I believe this is God's plan for us to find a place within this wall as a living stone, to find a place where we can be needed, known, cared for, and real with everyone else. But it is going to take intentionality. So that's the first point, be intentional. And the second is this, choose commitment. Choose commitment. Now, on the 1st of August 2014, I got married. And uh, it was a, a wonderful day. I think there's going to be a picture shown to you. This is me pre-beard, uh, but that is still me. <laughs> Don't worry. Uh, but yeah, we, we got married, and it was a wonderful day. It was a, a truly memorable moment that literally defined the rest of my life. But any of you who've ever been to a wedding before will know that as part of the wedding service, there's vows, aren't there? There's promises that people make to each other. 
And uh, as part of our wedding day, I stood before Annabelle and I said these words to her. I said, with my body, I honor you. All that I am, I give to you. And all that I have, I share with you. Now, if you've heard those words before, looking at them now, what quickly becomes evident is that they are all about giving, not about getting. With my body, I honor you. It's all about what you pour out into the people around you. Now, just imagine for a second if, if on that day, four and a half years ago, beautiful day, bells ringing, Annabelle looking absolutely beautiful, comes down the aisle, we stand in front of each other, and I say these words to her instead. Annabelle, with your body, you will honor me. All that you are, you will give to me, and all that you have, you will share with me. You'd be absolutely outraged, wouldn't you? You'd be shocked. You'd be there, Chris, don't you know how selfish you're being, how inconsiderate? Don't you know that this relationship is all about giving, not about what you get? The promises you make are all of commitment, giving away, not about grabbing and hoarding for yourself. And you'd be absolutely right. (laughs) You'd be absolutely right. But note this, this is often the way that we can think in our minds about relationships. We start out maybe about, you know what, I want to give, I want to bring, but sometimes something can happen, and it's a heart motivation thing where we start trying to get. We start having getting as the motivation for coming to church or coming to life groups or building deep relationships. And while we are going to benefit from them, it's about what our perspective is. We're here to give. We're here to choose commitment. And again, if we want an amazing example of this, if we need encouragement or inspiration, we can look again to Jesus. He says this of himself, for even the Son of Man, that's Jesus, for even the Son of Man did not come to serve, sorry, did not come to be served, but to serve. Jesus said, I did not come to be served, but to, to serve. I did not come to get, but I came to give. And this is, this is remarkable. Jesus, who always was and always will be God, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the all-powerful one, chose to come close to us, to you and me, and to serve, to give his life away, to give his time away, his emotions away. And ultimately, as he hung on the cross, his whole life was an act of service. What an inspiration for us. If we need anything else, we look to Jesus and think, you know what, that's what it's about. That is what deep community is about. And within this church community context, I actually quite like, I don't normally read the King James Version, but but their translation of this is brilliant. It says this, For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister. Not to be ministered unto, but to minister. It's not about what we get, but about what we give. And I'm aware that we are going massively against the cultural shift here. Again, the drift in life says, you know what, it's all about you. Live your life. People are there for you. Be the best that you can be. And again, yes, but the way that we do that is we come and we serve. The way we do that is we choose to minister. The way we do that is we give our lives away and we commit to the people around us. And you know, that's the reason we do church the way we do it. It's the reason we don't just have one gathering in the week, but it's the reason that we prioritize life groups and getting stuck into a community. Why we encourage everyone to be in a serving team and to, again, pour out your life into a community. It's why we encourage deep relationships to form and the commitment course, because it's not about what we get, but about what we give. You know, church was never intended to be only a building we come to or a service we attend, but a community that we belong to a community we belong to. We're not supposed to come to church. We're actually supposed to be the church, committing to each other, being united together. And at Kingsgate, I love seeing this play itself out in so many 
different ways. Just a specific example for you. In Cambridge at the moment, we've got uh, one of our lovely ladies is in hospital. Uh, she's been having surgery, and we were trying to count the amount of people who have gone to see her. We, we reckoned it was seven, but it could be even more. But on top of that, there's people who have written cards. People are calling her daily, checking up, saying, you know what, I want to give to you. I want to see how you're doing. They're giving their time. They're giving their emotions. They're giving their money, because it costs an absolute bomb to park at the hospital in Cambridge. That's commitment. That's community. That's the church. I loved turning up here before the service today, and you see people way before the service even starts, giving their time and energy, welcoming people on the door, setting up the rooms, serving tea and coffee. That's commitment. That's a community. That's the attitude that says, I'm in it for what I can give, not what I can get. In the middle of this season of prayer and fasting, I, I went on, online to sign up for prayer slots a week ago, and I was amazed to see on many days, all the way through the night, there are already multiple people praying, choosing to lay down their life, choosing to, to set an alarm for a ridiculous o'clock in the morning, get up and pray for me and pray for you. That's commitment. That's what the church is supposed to be about. And you know, Annabelle and myself have experienced this personally in, in many ways during our time here at Kingsgate, but specifically through one couple uh, who are called the Cullens, or a family rather, the Cullens. And some of you might know them. They're a great family down in our Cambridge Centre, and they have demonstrated to us what it means to choose commitment. They have been with us in every single step of our journey. In the year before we got married, they opened their doors to Annabelle. She lived with them for a year, kind of finding community, finding nurturing, finding everything she needed there. There was a time when I was um, in my fourth year at uni, and I was really struggling with life. Externally, things were okay, but internally, there was just stuff going on. And I remember one day, I turned up to their house, and, and I came in, and I sat on the sofa, and I just, I just broke down crying. But it was a safe place, because I knew that they had committed to me. I knew that they were real with me, and so I could be real with them. They've been there in all of our lowest moments and every high moment. When we bought an apartment, they gave us money to buy a, a lovely table for it. Every birthday, they're there celebrating with us. The highs, the lows, that's commitment. That is the church. Come on. It is possible. It is possible. It's God's plan for you. It is God's plan for us. But it's going to take these heart shifts and these actions. I just want to call the band up as I, as I come to a close. There's a, a well-known quote, some of you might know it, that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And I want to propose that in this 2019 uh, season, as we look into this vision, that we change that slightly, and instead we say, if you want to stay in the shallows, go alone. If you want to go deeper, go together. You know, we want to go far deeper than we've ever gone before. That river flowing out from us into the world around us, carrying peace, carrying joy, carrying hope. But you know what? If we want to go deeper out there, it has to start in here. If we want to see God's love demonstrated in the world around us, then it has to start within the church community. If we want to see peace out there, we have to start showing it in here, building it in here, committing to each other and being intentional. You know, God has an amazing plan for you. You are designed for community. You are designed to build deep relationships. You'll be designed to find a place in the wall where you can belong, where you can bring all you are and receive so much from God in return. So can I encourage us, Kingsgate, let's do this. Let's go together. Let's not go alone. Let's not stay in the shallows, but let's be intentional, commit, and go deeper together. Amen.
Amen. Let me pray for us as we close. Dear Father, I thank you that, again, your heart is for community. You designed us for it. You created us for it. You want it for us. And I just ask right now, would you give each and every single one of us listening to this a really clear next step of how we can deepen our community and deepen the relationships that we currently have. Make it really clear. Make it really obvious. For some of us, it's going to be big. For some of us, it's, it's just a small thing. But we ask now, come and speak. Come and show us. We want to partner with you. We want to go deeper into all that you have for us individually as a community. So would you speak in Jesus' name? Amen.